Hi friends, I'm Elizabeth and I'm Luke and welcome to our very first podcast. First off, I would like to thank everyone who's listening and take a moment to explain why we're doing this podcast. We've been blessed to grow up as pastor's kids, so we've gotten to learn a lot about the Bible and history that is common knowledge to us, but we forget the fact that a lot of people don't really know this stuff. So actually quite frequently we hear somebody say something and it's like, really, you don't know that or that's what you really think about this subject? So to share the knowledge we've been blessed with and often take for granted, we decided to start this podcast. Recently, we've been discussing frustrations over things we've been hearing about Valentine's Day. Right. For example, I heard someone ask, isn't this just a Hallmark thing? Really? Really? Knowing the history and true significance of this day, we felt challenged to do this podcast and share the facts. Yeah. So our story starts in the mid-3rd century AD when Claudius II, who some called Claudius the Cruel, was the emperor of Rome. And with a nickname like that, you know that this is not going to be a happy happy story, or at least it won't have a happy ending. He was a very harsh ruler whose main focus at that time was to build a strong and numerous army. In fact, he was so determined to recruit as many soldiers as possible that in order to get rid of any obstacles for men joining up, he outlawed marriage. That's not going to make you real popular with your people. No. Claudius felt marriage and starting families would just be a distraction to the young men in his army. He said anyone who performed marriage ceremonies would be put to death. It was during this time that a man named Valentine, who was a Catholic priest and who also worked as a doctor, lived in Rome. Historians don't know much about Valentine's early life, So we pick up the story when he was probably 42, 43 years old after he'd already begun his work as a priest. Valentine became famous for marrying couples who were in love but couldn't get legally married in Rome because of Emperor Claudius the Cruel making marriage illegal. But Valentine refused to sit back and allow marriage to be outlawed. Marriage is a creation of God. Marriage is the foundation of strong families, and strong families have always been the backbone of civilization. He would not sit idly by and watch society crumble. He knew marriage was worth fighting for, and possibly even dying for, so he continued performing marriages in secret. Yes, and when Emperor Claudius discovered that Valentine was performing weddings, he sent Valentine to prison. Valentine used his time in jail to continue to reach out to people with the love he said Jesus Christ gave to him for others. While he was in prison, he befriended his jailer, Asterius, or Felix, who became so impressed with Valentine's wisdom that he asked Valentine to help his daughter, Julia, with her lessons. Julia was very bright, very smart young woman, but she was blind and needed someone to read her material to her so she could learn it. Makes sense. Valentine became friends with Julia through his tutoring of her when she came to visit him in jail. And I'd like to think there was a little romance blossoming there too. (laughs) Valentine prayed that she would be healed and get her sight back, and she was healed. Wow. Yeah. 
and he said the God he served healed her, and as a result, both Julia and her father came to faith in Jesus. That's incredible. This did not go unnoticed by Claudius, however, and he said he would release Valentine from prison if he would stop performing marriages and renounce his faith. Actually, some sources say that Claudius was uh, a serious or Felix's brother and Julia's uncle, so it makes sense that mm -hmm. the miracle would not have gone unnoticed by him. However, Valentine refused to renounce his faith and was sentenced to death. His last request was to write a letter to Julia telling her that her kindness and loyalty had been his joy and strength during their time together, and he encouraged her to continue to grow in her relationship and love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Though they would be parted for a time, they would spend eternity together with their Lord. He signed the note, Love from Your Valentine. And that is the sweetest thing it is i love that it is sweet and that's where we get signing cards today from your valentine sadly valentine was brutally put to death the following day being flogged stoned and finally beheaded february 14th 270 a.d a year later claudius died of the plague and marriage was restored to the roman empire the church declared Valentine a saint, and in 496 AD, February 14th was dedicated to the honor and memory of St. Valentine. So what can we take from this story? First, God's definition of marriage. Mark 10, 6-9 says, But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Also, Ephesians 5.32 says, This is a profound mystery. It refers to Christ and the church. Marriage between a man and a woman is symbolic of Jesus our bridegroom and us being his bride. Right. And second is the matter of love. Our English language only has one word for love, which is love. love, but the New Testament was originally written in Greek, which has four main words for love. Eros, which is romantic love. Phileo, which is brotherly love or love for close friends. Which is where the city of Philadelphia got its name when the Quakers were settling Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. Storge, which is family love, love for parents, children, siblings, etc. And last, agape, unconditional love. This is speaking of agape love, being defined as an action instead of a feeling. It's not conditional, not based on if someone has earned it or deserved it, not based on whether you get anything in return. It's best illustrated by Jesus coming to earth as a baby and then his willingness to die in our place so we could be forgiven of our sins. Or by the love of the father for both his sons in the story of the prodigal son. Right, and I believe Valentine mimicked this love by dying rather than renounce his faith in Jesus. That could be a third lesson. Always stand up for biblical principles no matter what the cost. Biblical marriage and family are under attack today. Maybe we need to ask ourselves, what am I willing to sacrifice to save them and to stand up for them? 
Right. Also, in some accounts that I was reading, the jailer, Felix, who was Julia's father, offered to release Valentine and let him go free the night before his execution. But he knew that Felix would more than likely be killed for letting a prisoner escape. Again, (laughs) he was under Claudius the Cruel, Mm -hmm. and he did not want to leave Julia without a father. So he sacrificed himself not only for what he believed in, but for the people around him and for someone he cared deeply about and wanted to protect. Yeah, that's good. Loving others, showing others love, is something we should do every day of the year. But that's not what Valentine's Day is about. It's about valuing strong marriages and families as the foundation of society, remembering that ultimately Jesus longs to be our bridegroom and for each of us to be his bride. We hope you will be thinking about why we celebrate this special day and about the man who knew that marriage, love, and the God of both of these things was worth fighting for and dying for. And that's what Valentine's Day is really really all about. If you're still listening, thank you so much for putting up with us and not turning this off sooner. If you found this podcast helpful, please consider hitting the share button so people can find us. Until next time.